Husbands, how dedicated are you to making sure you're gonna do everything possible to make sure that that bond that you said yes to before God and before her family and before everyone sticks together. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder. And today on this Tuesday, October 10th, we're excited because we can rejoin our sermon that we began yesterday about marriage. And we're in a series, Is the Old Testament Obsolete? And without having the Older Testament or the Hebrew Scriptures, we wouldn't necessarily have the foundation for the New Testament. So those trying to minimize the Old Testament uh, I think are not doing the right thing. We need to make sure that we understand it, we read it, we know it because it is foundational, especially today as we talk about marriage. Today, I'm gonna give you three tips on marriage that will help you. And if you're not married, maybe you know someone that is and you can share this with them. And we're talking about this and also divorce today here on In Grace. We're also excited because I have a brand new resource for you. It's a Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd bookmark with some original art. It's a very beautiful bookmark. And this is my way of saying thank you for listening to In Grace. Absolutely free. Just give us a call 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to the website ingraceradio.com. There's something else I'm very excited about, and that's Gather In Grace. What is that? Well, that's when we come to you. We bring our ministry team, I'll be bringing a message about Bible prophecy, you know, hope for the last days. We're going to bring music, beautiful singers, as well as some food, and just gather together in grace. So we have two locations we're going to be at coming up. One in October is going to be in the Dakotas. So those of you that live in North and South Dakota, we're going to be in Mitchell, South Dakota at the Corn Palace. You all know where that is. And uh, we're excited about gathering in grace there in late October. You can go to the website, ingraceradio.com. Click on Gather in Grace for your free ticket. And those of you that live in Arizona, we're heading to Phoenix in February. We'd love to meet you at that Gather in Grace event. Again, go to our website, ingraceradio.com and click on Gather in Grace. So let's talk about three ingredients for a successful marriage. This is helpful. This is helpful for everybody here that is married, everyone that wants to be married. This is helpful because now we know what God, God's design is. This is God's design. This is what God wants. Uh, so how can we achieve this? Well, number one, the Bible says Leave. Okay, leave what? Well, marriage means that you leave your parents. This is really basic, but sometimes this doesn't always work out. At a wedding, a man is declaring to the world, right, publicly, with your family and your friends and witnesses, before God and these witnesses, that this woman is officially, legally, and spiritually your wife, your missing part. Just as Eve was brought to Adam, so is this woman brought to you, and you are, as she is being handed to you by her father, is how we typically do it, you are taking her, and that's not just something we kind of do because it's cute. It's actually symbolic because up to that point, her mom and dad were there to make sure that her needs were met, that she was nurtured, and that she was cared for. And now you are taking that responsibility. You two are becoming 
one flesh. So it's leaving the parents. Both of you, by the way, not just her, both of you. Not to say that you aren't still respectful and kind and you care for your parents in their old age, but no longer are your parents telling you how to live. You are now responsible as a new family unit to make sure that your unit, that your husband, wife, and children that come from that marriage are reflecting God, okay? It's a whole new thing. And again, we're made in God's image, and when you say, I do, you are accepting the responsibility to spiritually, emotionally, and legally take care and love and provide for her. And by the way, I said legally, Some people are deciding not to get married. They just live together. What's the problem with that? Well, since the woman is going to bear the children, and I think science will never overcome that hurdle, amen? Amen? Sorry, ladies, but I'm thankful every day that I don't have to worry about that kind of thing. And since the woman is going to be bearing the children and have the children and won't be able to have the ability to have income or whatever, or you know, maybe since, since God made the, the man with physically stronger and things like that, that you wouldn't have the capacity to, to create income. So this legal entity now that you have is protecting you. It's protecting you. That's why we are foolish if we think we don't need marriage anymore. We need it for so many levels, but legally is one of those levels to protect the woman and protect the child legally and financially, if there is a dissolution of marriage. So we want to see this leaving. Still, you're respectful to your parents. You're kind. You're going to make sure that, you know, in their old age, their needs are met. But you are now a family. Okay? And then we have this this cleaving. What is cleaving? Look at the second point. Marriage means that a new bond is formed. Not only have you both left your parents, now you are becoming one. There's a bond here. And cleaving means, the word actually means to stick to or to overtake, to cling, to stay with, to follow hard. And this is something that both need to do, but especially the husband. The husband is holding the responsibility to do everything in his power to make sure that this new bond stays tight. Okay? I was doing some work on a kayak that I have. It's an older kayak that my dad gave me at camp. Uh, Some of you got to ride around in it. It's actually a double kayak, and it has outriggers, and it can become a sailboat. I love to sail. It's just a little little thing. But one of the seats was slipping out, and so I was going to install a new seat system. And so I bought a kit, and it comes with epoxy. Any of you ever worked with epoxy? I had before, but I know that there's some interesting things about this. And they gave me... Two PVC caps that you put underneath, you go in the hole, and you go underneath the seat, and there's a couple plastic things that stick down where the seat sticks into, and you go down and you stick with the epoxy in this cap end of PVC, and you stick it up there, and it says, hold for three minutes. Okay, so I probably should have done one at a time, but I decided to do them both. The syringe, you push it through it. It's mixing the two parts of the epoxy. You put it right into the cap and you stir it up and they they tell you to wear gloves, which is really important that I I read that instruction, that I listened. So then I took these two caps and I had got to get my hands inside this little hole and now I'm in an awkward position and I stick them up into position. 
and I start the timer. I don't even know how I started the timer on my phone. I probably use my nose. So that's up here. My arms are way in here, and I'm, I'm contorted. What I didn't realize that the epoxy heats up. And so now these caps are getting warm, but I can't move for three minutes. Another thing I didn't realize that, that this epoxy creates fumes, which are all coming out of that hole where my face is. But I got a hold there for three minutes. So I'm like dying and I'm cramping up and I'm about to pass out. But it's not three minutes yet. And all of a sudden the phone timer goes off. Okay, three minutes. And I start to move my hands and they're not glued in tight yet. So I'm like, oh no, I've got to wait another three minutes. And so I did. I made sure that I, every muscle in my body was holding those where they needed to be. And then finally, after six minutes, I fainted. No, I didn't. I, I let go and they were secure. They had hardened and everything was fine. And then the whole rest of the seat system went in there. Husbands, how dedicated are you to making sure you're going to do everything possible to make sure that that bond that you said yes to before God and before her family and before everyone sticks together is not going to come apart. You had better commit again today that you will do everything in your power to make sure that that bond stays strong. What, what do you need to do? Well, the Bible says in Ephesians 5 that you need to love your wife. Agape, love your wife, like Christ loved the church. That means that you are going to make sure that she is what God says she is. The, the, the most important thing in your life other than him. And you're going to treat her like that. You're going to make sure that your romance continues. Uh, men, we're not good with romance, but that's what she desires. That's what she wants. You've got to make sure that your relationship physically is kept strong. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David, the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print portraying David the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. And then the third thing is, you're becoming one flesh. Marriage means unity. God is three in one. He's showing perfect unity and fellowship. So must our marriages. Jesus is equal with the Father. By the way, let me make that point. The woman isn't less than the man. Okay? There's differences, but you are exactly equal in God's eyes. Exactly equal. Okay? So remember that. Remember that. And husbands, you need to lead spiritually. What does that mean? That means that you need to be the spiritual leader of your house, that you need to pray with your wife, that you need to teach your children what is true, what is right, 
Um, don't let your kids disrespect your wife. That's another one of leading spiritually. Okay? Uh, make sure church is a priority. Here's my feeling. If they live under your roof, your rules. Well, my kids don't want to go to church. Bring them. Bring them. Unless they don't want to, you know, eat your food and, and live under your nice warm roof. Uh, my kids close the door and, and you know, I, I, I don't even know what's going on in their room. One of our associate pastors says, take the door off. It's your house. Take the door off. I'm like, whoa, that's good. I mean, that'll work, right? But you're, you're the one that's going to lead spiritually. And when you lead spiritually as a husband, that's God's design for the husband to be the head of the wife. Oh, that's, you know, that's uh, not, not modern. Well, I'm telling you, what I'm trying to tell you is this works, okay? If the husband's unconditionally loving the wife and leading spiritually, the wife loves to, God's designed her to submit to that, to follow that happily, joyfully, and together you're gonna accomplish great things, okay? If do it God's way, and you say, well, I'll do it once he does it, or she says, or, or he says, I'll do it once she she's willing or he's willing, which one starts, right? Um, I just say, let the most mature one do right, okay? And we'll see, we'll see what happens. Okay, so two are becoming one, and, then, and when you have children, three are becoming one, reflecting the unity of God. Jesus equaled the Father, but he still submitted to the Father, and he did the works of the Father, and he received honor from the Father. See how it all flows together once we do it God's way. Karen has a couple drawers in our kitchen that she keeps plastic plates and cups and bowls. And she has always allowed the grandkids to open those drawers and take everything out. And if you come into our house during one of these play sessions, there's stuff everywhere. All over, you can't even walk in the kitchen, you're tripping over stuff. And the kids, for whatever reason, they just love that. They love to be able to open the drawers, especially the little ones, get all this stuff out. What she doesn't keep in those low drawers and those low shelves are our nice plates, our nice glass cups, our nice pitchers, our vases. We keep those high up on the shelves. Protect and value what is valuable to you. I'm talking to the husbands right now. Value her as the most important thing next to God. Value your children for sure, but she has to be what is the most important thing in your life. And protect her and value her as the vessel of honor that she is. That's what this unity means. That's what this Three in one, this unity of marriage can be becoming one flesh. There was once a woman who was celebrating 50 years of marriage, and people said, no, what, what is the secret? What did you do to get through 50 years? And she said, well, I meant to make a list of the top, top 10 things that he annoyed me about when we were dating. And so, so her, the people that were listening to her said, oh, name, name some of those things on that list. And she goes, well, you know, I never got around to making it, but every time he, he did something that frustrated me, I would say to myself, it's a good thing that's on the list. And after 50 years, they were still married. Marriage 
means unity. Marriage means that we're going to do everything in our power to make sure it doesn't dissolve. Now, sometimes it does, and, and, and there's, sometimes there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Let's just talk about divorce real quick. Obviously, marriage needs to be protected. It's one man, one woman for life, but divorce is something that will happen sometimes. So let's go back. I told you I would tell you why was Jesus talking about marriage in the first place in Mark chapter 10. Well, let's back up and see. There were some Pharisees that had come to Jesus and they were trying to trick him and ask him a question that's a trick question and they asked him about divorce. Is it lawful for a man in Mark 10 to, to put away his wife? And Jesus answered and said unto them, what did Moses command you? I love the way Jesus would answer. He'd answer with a question. And they said, Moses suffered to write a bill of divorcement and put her away. And it's true. Moses did say that you could divorce under certain circumstances. Okay? And they thought that meant that Moses superseded the creator. Is that true? No. Jesus tells them why Moses said that divorce could be an option in certain situations. It doesn't have to be an option, but it could be an option. Jesus, in verse 5 of Mark 10, answered and said unto them, For the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. <laughs> Puts them in their place. Divorce is because of the hardness of hearts. It could be one, it could be the other, it could be both. But some marriages end just because there's an irrecyclable difference. You can't come to an answer to whatever the problem is. And so you say, well, it's irreconcilable. Why is it that we, we say that we cannot keep a marriage together? Well, it is always because of sin, one, one person or the other, sometimes both. Some of you, by the way, have gone through divorce and it wasn't your fault at all. And, and I, don't, I don't mean to put... To, to make anyone nervous here. But so what I want to do is talk about that, okay? First of all, that God wanted marriage to be for life. One man, one woman. Now, sometimes they went outside that, and you have in the Bible, some biblical characters had more than one wife. It was never good. It was never the best, okay? It, it always led to trouble and problems, so God's way is the best. God's way works, which is one man, one woman for life. If we could learn that, we could have a much better chance at honoring God with our, with our marriages. So after Jesus makes this statement about marriage that we, we were st studying earlier, his disciples, when they were alone, asked a follow-up question. Look at Mark 10.10. In the house, his disciples asked him again of the same manner. And he said unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another committeth adultery against her. So Jesus made a clear statement that if you have divorced without cause, what are grounds for divorce? I think the grounds for divorce are adultery. That doesn't mean you have to divorce if there's adultery, but you can and be remarried, and it's okay. What about abuse? I say abuse, separate. Do not stay in an abusive relationship. Do not, okay? Separate. That's for sure okay. Get away from the situation and then see what happens 
Um, my guess is the person abusing you will divorce you. Uh, you didn't divorce them. But adultery is the only grounds that I can find in Scripture for divorce, but you don't have to divorce because of adultery. But if you do remarry without grounds, you're committing adultery. Now you say, wait a second, Pastor, I'm in that situation. I committed adultery. I got remarried. Am I committing adultery? Here's what I say about that. Now that you know, do right. And then if you hurt people, go back and tell them that you were wrong. Okay? If you find yourself in that dilemma, and by the way, there are a thousand different scenarios here that you're probably wondering about. We don't have time to talk all about. I'm giving you broad principles on, on marriage and, and divorce. Divorce is never good. Divorce is, it's taking two people that are one and tearing them apart. And that's hard and it's really, really tough. And then he says, if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. So that's what God says about marriage. And that's uh, hopefully something that you've learned today. Is the Old Testament obsolete? No. The Bible has the answers for life and for eternity. Do you know for sure that you're on your way to heaven? I've talked about sin today because sin is what comes into marriages and and uh, you know you have all of these problems within marriage, and it's it's if you're having struggles, it's more than likely because that you're you're either not saved or you're not walking closely with the Lord. So how can I be saved from my sins? Well, the Bible says that we're all sinners, and that the Creator came and died for our sin. And it says, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever what believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you have sinned, which that includes all of us, you can be saved from that sin, but you can't save yourself. You have to put your faith, you have to believe in Jesus. If you believe in him, he came and died for your sin on the cross, and he rose again. If you'll trust in him, you're saved. And that's the most important thing you can do, is make sure you're on your way to heaven. And then in Ephesians 2, it says, for by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourselves, it's a gift of God. It's not of works. How can I be saved? It's by grace through faith. Faith in what? Faith in a religion? No, faith in Jesus, the Son of God who died for our sins and rose again. That's the greatest news in the entire world, and I hope that you have put your faith in Jesus Christ. If you haven't, please do it right now. And that's really the most important thing that will help your marriage or your life is first to know Jesus as Savior, to be born again. And that's simple. Just believe that Jesus died for your sins. The Son of God paid for your sins on the cross and rose again. If you'll trust in him and him alone, you're saved forever. And then you can have help with your marriage because he's there with you, helping you and in every area of life. As a matter of fact, the Lord is my shepherd once you're saved. And so... That is our resource that we're talking about right now. We have a free bookmark I'd like to send to you. It's a Psalm 23 bookmark with some original artwork of a shepherd and sheep in Israel with a sunset. It's beautiful, and it's my gift to you. Just for listening, contact us to get your free bookmark. And some of you will say, hey, I want to support in grace. Uh, when you do that this month for $35 or more, we're going to send you five bookmarks and our brand new series about the shepherd king, King David. It's called Discover Hidden Israel 4. And that's, again, my thank you for your gift of $35 or more. And then some of you say, hey, I really want to support in grace a little bit more. So if you can do a gift of $250 or more, many more people are going to hear the gospel. And we're going to send you not only the bookmarks and the video series, we're also going to send you a beautiful, large 
canvas print of The Lord is My Shepherd. So I'd love to hear from you today. You can call us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. Another thing that I'm excited about is an event called Gather in Grace, where we come to you. We're coming to two cities in the United States coming up later this month in October. We're going to Mitchell, South Dakota. So all of you from North and South Dakota, we want to meet you at the Corn Palace October 28th. There's a free ticket on our website. And then those of you that live in Arizona, we're heading to Phoenix in February. Again, a free ticket on our website, ingraceradio.com. Don't forget your Psalm 23 bookmark, absolutely free. Also, for $35 or more, get five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the shepherd king. When you generously give $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition 16 by 20 canvas print. Call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9. Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on In Grace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. In Grace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.